In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, when we think about salvation, all of us want to go to heaven. And when we think about the path to heaven, what do we usually say? Well, for me to go to heaven, I have to be a good person. I have to be not a bad person. If I have good habits, if I have good behavior, if I'm virtuous, if I'm a nice guy, then I'll go to heaven. But if not, then I'll be condemned to hell. This is usually the way we think. And so, holy people go to heaven and sinners go to hell. There's a really big problem with this. The problem is none of us would go to heaven if that were the case. Not even St. Paul, actually. In the epistle reading from today, the one that was read for the third Sunday of Lent, it's a reading from the letter to the Romans by St. Paul. And in that letter, St. Paul says, the thing that I want to do, I cannot do it. I will to do it, I really want to do it, but I can't do it. And the thing that I hate, that I want to avoid, the evil thing that I don't want to do, that's what I do. Wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? So that's a, quite the predicament that St. Paul is saying, I want to do good and I can't get myself to do it. I want to, eat, I want to avoid evil and I can't avoid doing evil. What are, we, what are we supposed to say about ourselves? If good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell, that's quite daunting. But St. Paul's theology is very important for us to understand. Because in a different part of the gospel, of his writings, this is in Galatians, where St. Paul says, I rejoice in my sufferings. I rejoice in my sufferings. Why does he rejoice in his sufferings? Because it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So think about that for a little bit. That's our calling. That is salvation. Salvation is more about Christ than it is about us. Our salvation is more about Jesus than it is, than it is about us. We're not the main characters of our own salvation. Jesus Christ is. We're not the ones that save ourselves. Jesus saves us. We're not saviors, neither of ourselves nor of anybody else. We can't do that. We just simply don't have the capacity to do it. Jesus is like himself. Save us. How does he save us? By making us like himself. He saves us by making us sons and daughters of God in him who is the son of God. This is why St. Paul, again, in a different part, one of his writings, he says, I rejoice in my sufferings. I rejoice, he even says, in my weaknesses. And then he has God say to him, your weakness is enough for me, for my strength, is, my power is made manifest in weakness. These are good things to think about. The reason is because we, 
We put pressure on ourselves where there doesn't need to be pressure, and we don't put enough pressure on ourselves where there, does need to, where there needs to be pressure. We focus a lot, in terms of salvation, on becoming perfect people, and then we shame ourselves into becoming perfect, or, and it doesn't work, or we shame other people into becoming perfect, and we treat them like, we guilt trip them into becoming better people, and that doesn't work either. But that's not really the point of it all. You're never gonna be a good person, sorry, neither am I. It's just not gonna happen. I should say it this way, you're never gonna make yourself a good person, and I'm not gonna make myself a good person, and no one's gonna make you a good person, and no one's gonna make me a good person, except for Jesus Christ himself. That's why now, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going through this development of St. Paul's theology. That's why St. Paul now in Colossians will say, I complete in myself what is lacking in the afflictions of Jesus Christ, which seems quite bold. St. Paul is saying, I'm completing what is lacking in Jesus's sacrifice. What is lacking in Jesus' sacrifice? Nothing except for the sacrifice of the members of his body, except for you and me. Now I'm gonna wrap this together with the gospel. In the gospel reading, the beginning of the gospel reading is about Jesus tells his disciples, we're going up to Jerusalem, I'm gonna be mocked and scourged and crucified. The end of the gospel reading is, whoever would be great among you must be your slave, must be a slave, and just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The beginning and the end of today's gospel reading is about Jesus' sacrifice, his crucifixion, his suffering, and his death. The middle part is important for us. In the middle part of the gospel reading, the mother of James and John, these are, James and John are Jesus' cousins. Their mother is Jesus' aunt. She goes to Jesus and she, she's asking for a family favor, which he doesn't like. She says, let my two sons sit at the most prominent seats in your kingdom. And then Jesus turns to the sons and he says, what are you guys saying? You don't even know what you're talking about. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? there's an implicit indication in the Gospel reading that James and John, at this stage in their lives, forgive me, James and John, were arrogant. Because immediately they're like, yeah, we're able. And they still don't know what he's talking about. And you know what? They're not able. Because when it comes down to it, they didn't drink the cup until later on. What is the cup that Jesus says, you must drink of my cup? The cup is the same cup at, gar at the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is praying to the Father, to Father, be arrested and then begin his passion. And he prays to the Father three times, Father, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. This is the cup of his suffering. It's the cup of his death. It's the cup of his self-sacrifice as a gift being given over to God for the salvation of every one of us. The cup of the Eucharist where he gives himself as an offering to you and I so that we can share in him, so that we can be united to him. That's the cup. And it's right there at Gethsemane when he asks the Father, take this cup from me, and the Father 
says no. That Jesus is arrested and James and John and all the other disciples, as it says very bluntly and sadly in the Gospel of Matthew, they all abandoned him. They did not drink the cup. They refused. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? This is what's required for entrance into the kingdom of God at all. We're not even talking about prominence. When St. Paul says, I complete in myself what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ. There's nothing lacking in Jesus' sacrifice. It's just way, and that is, he completed by the sacrifice of his body, which is the church, and that is you and me. Jesus is still being offered to God the Father through you and through me. And your salvation and mine means that we are incorporating ourselves. We are participating in Jesus's act of salvation by going up Calvary and hanging on the cross with him. And thank God, if you look at it this way, we have ample opportunities to drink the cup with Christ every single day, at every single moment. We have many, many, many opportunities. Has your wife or your husband ever annoyed the heck out of you? There's an opportunity to drink the cup with Jesus out of love for him and obedience to God for the good of your spouse. Have your kids done the same? Of course. Have people treated you unfairly and unjustly and they've done really awful evil things to you? Yes, of course. It happens to everybody. Those are all opportunities. Those are all invitations to drink the cup. Now, if we run away, if we abandon him, then we're refusing the cup and we're refusing salvation. When I said earlier that we put too much pressure on ourselves to be perfect people and not enough pressure on ourselves to be holy people, that's kind of what I mean. Don't focus on becoming morally perfect. Work on virtue, be virtuous. Develop good habits and avoid bad habits, but you're never gonna be perfect at that. Work harder on love the way that Jesus loved. Work harder on obeying God the way that Jesus obeyed God. Work harder on uniting to Christ and imitating him in all things. And Jesus in turn will make us perfect. Jesus in turn will save us. So brothers and sisters, look for those opportunities that God throws at us, those moments when Jesus is saying to you and to me, will you drink the cup that I drink for you? And as much as you can, with a spirit and given over to God, say yes over and over and over again. Amen.